Welcome to Talking Down the Highway, a Beach Boys podcast, or should I say, the Beach Boys podcast, because as far as I'm aware, yep. we're the only one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Matt. I'm Glenn. I'm Tim. Hey, hey. Hi. Hey. How are you doing today? All right. I'm uh, drinking a beer. We haven't done this in a long we time haven't. on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, what are you drinking? Because I'm drinking the delicious. same thing. Yeah. It is. The Abyss 2018. Um, it is, it is stout. Yeah. <laughs> I had a sense of vintage. This is, uh, this is a gift. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Tom Ono. Oh, thanks, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Tom, more like Tom. Oh, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Delicious, Tom. I, I, it's got, it's giving molasses. I don't know if Tom is delicious. But... Oh well, well, <laughs> the beer he gifted is. So we call him delicious. Appreciate Tom. you, yeah. Tom. Um, yeah, I like it. It's, it's, it's nice. It's sipping. It's sippable. It's velvety. Velvety. Until Tim, like, I don't care for it. Uh, <laughs> what's your problem? What's Tim your thinks problem? it tastes like soy sauce. Yeah, it tastes like. Soy now sauce. that you said that, I can't get that out of my uh-huh. head though. Just want to pour it on some rice. No. Molasses. Molasses. Hey. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, so it's good. It's the first time doing? we've gotten together in a little while. It is. Yeah. Uh, listener update. I, yeah. You guys are gonna mm-hmm. like this. Uh, okay. Ooh. Last time we were at four seventy nine mm-hmm. million. Four hundred seventy nine million, million. Of course. Yeah. Right. Eight hundred and seven million. What? Yeah. That's like twice we are ca- we are catching on. Yeah. We are approaching the billion mark. In wow. Fact. Um, <laughs> our our Christmas episode has exploded. Oh, really? not okay. gonna lie, and and I know exactly why because people are going onto YouTube. They are searching Beach Boy Beach Boys Christmas album because they're mm. cheap and they don't actually go buy music anywhere. <laughs> right, they're not even right. on Spotify. It's like I'm just gonna go to YouTube and listen mm-hmm. to this whole thing. So you're saying we and, fooled them? And so they're they're probably you know with their families decorating <laughs> the Christmas tree just as the boys were doing with their grandpa on the album cover. There, uh-huh. they're like we're gonna listen to this nice. Loving Beach Boys Christmas album while we're doing our, you know, uh-huh. annual ritual. On. And then they hear these three jackasses <laughs> yeah. uh, cussing. And, I probably right. said and fuck you like within the first two I want to say that was yeah. maybe the episode where you said, yeah, yeah. we were cussing too much. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about ball sacks or something. Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Great. So, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry ball Christmas. sacks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Well, as far as uh, listeners and such, I do, I have a correction. <clears throat> Uh-oh. From a couple episodes back when we were talking about part one of did the you, movie. Did you listen to our uh, podcast? And, no. And, oh, okay. I, I, don't <laughs> I don't do that. God, no. Uh, no, but so this is exciting because this indicates that we have at least one listener who is not my dad. Nice. Oh, hey. Uh, well, not, we have 807 million. Well, yeah. one that is actually getting a little bit involved. Uh, let's see. It was, a, it was a DM on Instagram. Uh-oh. Which you know, really, just just put in the comments. Then people know that we yeah. have fans and stuff. Uh, <laughs> please, please. <laughs> how do I even? I don't even know how to get to my messages anymore. Damn. But um, some guy <laughs> is his name. He so apparently we were talking in that episode about the scene where they're playing a concert and they're playing Shutdown mm-hmm. and there's no saxophone and it kind of looks like they try to specifically avoid the saxophone mm-hmm. part to mm-hmm. show because they don't want to show Mike being shitty at saxophone. Yeah. But according to this listener. That audio is really from a live performance, which makes sense because all the audio of them singing in that movie, I think, is from actual, actual Beach Boys recordings. Okay. And often on the road, Mike didn't take a saxophone. So that was just a recording where he wasn't playing saxophone. And this person also sent me a link uh, to another performance, you know, with the same thing going on, but there's no sax, but Mike actually references it. He says, oh, I didn't bring my saxophone and literally starts going. (laughs) So, I don't know, self-deprecating maybe. I don't know that he has that that capacity. Hmm. I'll say I'll say the listener's name if I ever figure out how to well, open my ev- messages. Well, evidence that we have. Uh, well, we, we appreciate. Yeah, we appreciate uh, that. Are more one the correction knowledgeable. I mean, we we want yeah. to run a tight ship here. Yeah, we right? do. 
Yeah. Um, on that note, you know, we've recycled an episode in the last week, but, but just to put it out there, <laughs> Ooh, that episode good. is fucking great. It is good. It's so good. Here it's the go. best episode of the original show by far. Justin. 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 Thank you. Thanks, Justin. Justin. Thank right. you, Justin. Right. Pumpkinhead1138. Uh, I will say that I, I did not go back and re-listen to the Hall of Fame episode just because <laughs> it's good. I don't know if my heart can it's handle traumatic. it. Yeah, it f- folks, if you have not listened to that one yet, just stop this one right now. Go back and listen to that one first. <laughs> yeah. it, it's really good. It's um, good. We, we, do, we just let Mike Love do all the heavy lifting in that one. That's true. It, we just it's great. put, the, it's put the, so the green spotlight on the yeah. monster. Yep. It is. Uh, all yeah. right. Well, hey, we got a lot to talk about in this one, so I don't want to drag out the intro That's too right. long. So let's take a quick break. Yep. And uh, okay. then we're going to come back and uh, discuss what it is we're talking about today. I'm going to hold my breath for the whole break. All right. All right, and we are back, Tim. <laughs> He wow. made it. He made Whew. it. Yeah. I, I think I, I blacked out for a minute. Yeah. But I'm good now. Okay. Good. Good. Well, hey, we're back. We're in 1965 now. Yeah. We've uh, we've made our way through really? the formative early years. Today's a good day. How did we do that? How did we get to 1965? You have a time machine? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Right. So, sure. uh, 1965, we are talking about the next Beach Boys album in sequence, and that is Today. 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 Well, yeah, no, we're talking about it today. Yeah, what's the, what's it called? The All Beach right. Boys today. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the album. Yeah. Okay. Oh, way, I get way it. Way to do your homework. So today, the name of the album is The Beach Boys. Yeah. Okay, I get it. All right. Cool. I am not particularly familiar with the context of what's going on here, um, mostly because this album's freaking awesome. And well, I just wanted to enjoy that. it. Just I just on. wanted to enjoy yeah. it. I, I forget. Do we talk about context here? Or we just uh, we, yeah, we, yeah, we talk about okay. context before. We, yeah, and then our next. It's, yeah, it's been okay. a while since we've yeah, done this. I know. This <laughs> I know. Uh, I didn't. My research was a little bit rushed. I just know that um, Brian's nervous breakdown was like, was it December '64? Yeah, somewhere right okay. in there. Uh huh. And then they started kind of recording. Well, they. St- one of the songs on here was started recording before his breakdown and then yeah. finished after. So like that's right around the time when he quit touring. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was when they were recording this one. The bulk of this album is recorded over the winter of 64, 65. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and contextually, this is where we get the wrecking crew. Uh, mm-hmm. Here and there. Yeah. Not, yeah. not entirely. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot of beach boys playing yeah. on this too. Okay. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, there, there is some wrecking crew now. Brian has basically become a studio yeah. artist right. now. He's, he's like not right. going to go out on the tours anymore. Mm-hmm. He's going to stay at home and, Right, focus and on the writing. Take yeah. a bunch of drugs. Well, I was gonna say one of his buddies introduced him to pot and yeah. LSD. Yeah, and, LSD mm-hmm. is coming around some somewhere in this time. Yeah, because like uh, the song on the next sure. album that yeah. he's uh, there it is the gateway drug. Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nancy Reagan was right. <laughs> yep. Are there are there some like drug induced songs on here? Um, yeah, yeah. there's some drug influenced influence. Songs. Okay. That didn't strike me. That didn't like. No. Well, certainly not like me. content or anything. Sure, like that. but, no. but I think still, some of those arrangements the, are the vibe. coming from a like the whole. Kind of vibe. The whole side too is very like it's pretty stoned. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah, I can see that now that you say that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, that's the context. Really, is that mm-hmm. this is much more than any of the previous ones that we've heard. This is a Brian Wilson 
production. Yeah. The guys like, are kind of right. coming in, recording their vocals. Yes, yeah. yeah, they're not involved in the writing. Really, and these well, are Brian's. Pieces. According to a well, lawsuit, the 1990 lawsuit might say otherwise, but <laughs> well, but yeah, Brian is like that. now really composing. Yeah, they're out there doing the tours. They're out there doing the promo. They're they're doing that right, thing, right. and now they're coming in to music that has been done without them, but with their voices in mind. Mm-hmm. And now they're gonna, you know. Be called upon to sing, play some some instruments. Again, some of these songs definitely have the boys proper, you know, playing yeah. all of the instrumentation. But they're mm-hmm. going to be augmented with these wrecking crew. Yeah, if you uh, if you scroll too. through like the the track playing credits, you'll recognize a lot of wrecking crew names. Oh yeah, yeah. In there, I'm curious. I mean, it's it's hard to say because like Brian will contradict himself all the time, and the mic is going to insist that he yeah, wrote yeah. all the lyrics to everything. But like before this, Brian is not much of a lyricist, but all of a sudden here, the songs are a little deeper. He's not all pulled in several different directions anymore. He has time to focus and write. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, allegedly he wrote a lot of these lyrics. He did. But then, like I said, who knows the reality of it? Mike Love has credit for most of the songs at this point because of that lawsuit. And I I do, like, because Brian's, like, shortcomings, I, I tend to believe it when Mike Love says, well... I pushed it along, gave it more of a narrative. See, I, I disagree with that. I mm-hmm. think I think the Mike Love songwriting pieces in mm-hmm. here are more just like he Hooks. contributed to whatever the hook or the way something yeah, was sung. That's, that was if there for, if yeah. there are some lyrics in here, there's no like real hot rod right. lyrics in here. So that that suggests to me yeah. that that no Mike Love. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that could be if they're more. They're more broad, I guess. Yeah, I feel like or, there's a little bit more depth to these. Yeah. Or again, not that not that Brian Wilson's like you know lyrical songwriting ability or songwriting lyrical ability is all about depth, but it's not just the the. Uh, it's it's a the departure either way. Yeah, yeah there, there's is. more depth yeah. here than before. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, for sure. But yeah, we should we should acknowledge that when it's happening. But yeah. Yeah, this is a this is a step in a different direction, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, definitively, we talked uh, when we did the last you know regular studio album all summer long that it was the end of that beginning phase, really, and they are now yeah. entering into their their mid period. They're getting serious about these songs and their the well, product. Brian, here. Brian, is Brian is very anyways. yeah, and there is yeah. a, a different kind of dynamic within the group at this point, where mm-hmm. it's Brian is doing all of this, the band is doing all of this, yeah. And here in the the finished product of this record is where we get them coming together with that. But th- they are operating in different, literally different, you know, physical spaces now at this point. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming together for the purpose of recording the records, which the boys will take back out on the road. Kind of. Because while Brian's written these in the studio, he's he's in the studio uh, and he's writing these pieces. Where are the guys? Are there are they've been like, out on tour. Um, out on tour, not specifically like European tour. Uh, I don't remember where their travels were taking him at this point. Right. Um, uh, well, I mean, the freak out happened on a flight, uh, on a flight to flight Houston. To, okay. So okay. It was, um, within the United States. I don't know. Cause the, the very end, obviously they're talking about being in England. Mm-hmm. So in France. Okay. Right. Um, just being in Europe in general. Right. Right. But I don't know if Brian was there. He's on, I think he's on the recording, but he, he I don't know if he was sounds there. like he says that he was yeah. been there. Yeah. Yeah. So hmm, I don't know. Right. I can I mean I can barely tell their voices apart when they're just speaking. So yeah, yeah. Cool. So mm-hmm. th- they're in a different part of their evolutionary phase at this point. Mm-hmm. Brian's hanging out with a bunch of you know scenesters for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he has made inroads obviously with the Wrecking Crew. Um, we talked before how he was um, he kind of became familiar with them through Phil Spector mm-hmm. uh, and his obsession with Phil Spector. 
He is, I don't think he's met Van Dyke Parks yet, but he's on the periphery of that cool right. L.A. Mm-hmm. scene. Um, and he's making these connections. And um, the rest of the guys aren't. They're, they're kind of just, again, off doing the thing that they would have been doing before. Right. And, and Brian is sort of stepping into a different world right. now. So he's, he's around. He's really digging his heels into the yeah. studio craft, to his craft. Oh, yeah. And this is that the first product, the fruits of that real kind of like shift in their, mm-hmm. you know, and this is like not to get into too much detail, but uh, I went through kind of a roller coaster listening to this because I wasn't very familiar with it at first, and this is apparently why it's considered sort of a concept album, even though a lot of them at this point are considered quote unquote concept albums. But side one is like big rock album, really, mm-hmm. really great. And then side two is so different that at first I was like, oh, this this album just shits the bed <laughs> on side two. But then I did more reading what? and more listening. <laughs> and then, so I don't feel that way anymore. Okay. But like, that's that's how it felt at first. Wow. And, and okay. that might be how it was received. Like, well, what was the reception? Well, when right, this it, first it came wasn't out? super strong because I know the next album was more of a, oh, we can still make hits, guys. Listen mm-hmm. to this. Um, so yeah, maybe that, maybe that had something to do with it. Cause it's just such a hard shift in tone there is a between side one and side two shift from yeah. side one yeah. to side two. Mm. So we'll talk about that because right. we're going to, we're going to take a little break and then we're going to go and we're going to look at side a. Yeah. Right. That's my job. Oh, well, so, uh, <laughs> we're going to take a little break and then we're going to come back and look at side a. Wait, I forgot what we were doing. It's time to talk about the Beach Boys today. 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 The Beach Boys. Side A. I have a question for you, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Do you want to dance? Not really. No. Mm. That's but, not my thing. But, but I song, like this song. Yeah, me do too. Do you want to dance or do you want to dance? Hmm. That's, that is the question. This is a cover. <laughs> now, the first person who asked that question was uh, Bobby Freeman. Bobby Freeman. It's a Bobby Freeman song. What year was that? Fifty-eight, somewhere. In there. Yeah, fifty-eight. So it's it, you know, it's been around. Yeah, it's been it around do, it definitely has kind of a fifties vibe. That that mm-hmm. the essence of that duopy ish and like sock hop, very repetitive, vibe. very simple, but mm-hmm. catchy. Like it's a great fun song, but it doesn't. It only has like an A and a B, I think. Right? It's right. just like verse, chorus, and just kind of bops along. Uh, Dennis Wilson sings it. Dennis's mm-hmm. lead. Yep. Okay, so here here's something interesting. Um, and maybe I'm reading into this narrative, but it feels kind of like Brian's sitting back and he's like, okay, I'm starting to craft. He's figuring out how do we do this? The guys are on the road. I'm in the studio. I've got some tracks laid out already. Professionals writing them. What do I do? Like Dennis, like drums are what he does. We have, he hasn't had sung any leads. If I'm going to bring the guys back and I'm going to let them sing, um, I better start like shifting around the leads. I feel like he's starting to give Dennis mm-hmm. a little bit more. He, Dennis sings mm-hmm. two, a couple of leads two. on this album, which is like mm-hmm. more than he's really done much. Yeah, and Al Al gets a nice well, lead opportunity too. Right. Yeah, I mean he's Dennis has been sidestepped in large part. He's got drum credits on four songs on here. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. So and when you got Hal Blaine at your yeah, at your disposal, yeah. I mean, come on, right? You know, um, uh, fa- favorite Wrecking Crew members? Anybody? Oh, Carol Kay. Yeah, K- Carol Kay. Kay is pretty. Awesome. Uh, Hal Blaine, though. I mean, uh, he's great. Is great yeah. I love Hal, but the, <laughs> I know that she hates him. It's like a funny. It's oh, a does feud. she? Yeah, yeah. There's a whole feud. Oh, I, I need to. Look she has that an up. Amazon account, and she leaves like scathing bad reviews on on like his book that he wrote. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, that might be the only product, but he wrote a book like about the Wrecking Crew and she just was calling out all this bullshit in her comments. She's, oh, and I she has other so reviews much. of other products too that aren't related and she's just this crotchety woman. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I forget. Okay, I change it. I, yeah. I, Carol K is my favorite now. <laughs> I've got some bad news though. Um, David Duke's still around. Uh, <laughs> yeah, He's playing the French horn on Kiss Me Baby. Uh, uh, yeah. Playing it hatefully. Yeah. Um, um, not the oh, same day. One of these Wikipedia entries did have a quote from Brian just about Dennis in general and, and Brian saying, you know, you just haven't had much chance to sing, you know, so I thought I'd give right. him a chance to sing. So kind of like what you're saying. Yeah. He, he's got to hey, give him something to do now that he's yeah, not drumming exactly. as much, right? Well, mm-hmm. and, and I will, that's the other thing about this. The Beach Boys have a long history of covering other artists' material. And I think this is a distinction here. Uh, um, I feel like this is less of just a lazy cover and more of a an orchestrated transformation like here brian there's this massive orchestration here he totally reinvents this song uh, this feels like a big departure from the bobby freeman version well it's a huge departure from that but i sent you guys earlier mm-hmm. today the whalers the whalers version. right right uh did either of you listen to mm-hmm. i did yeah. i did um, that's the version that he was definitively, he himself said he was trying to base, okay. or that was Emulate. one that he heard mm-hmm. and, and inspired him to do it. So the Beach Boys had played, the Whalers, if you don't know, also known as the Fabulous Whalers. The Fabulous Whalers. This isn't Bob Marley's Not Bob Marley's yeah. Whalers. Um, right. Like the first Pacific Northwest Garage Band. Uh, they were massive, massive up in this part uh, mm-hmm. of the country from Tacoma. And the Beach Boys actually came up and they were playing in the Northwest at these like storied, Northwest venues. They mm-hmm. played at uh, at the Spanish Castle, which is outside of Tacoma. They played Evergreen Ballroom, which is outside of Olympia. I don't know if they... I think they might have played the Crystal as well, too, here mm-hmm. in Portland. But anyway, so they were, like, performing with some of the Northwest bands. Brian apparently heard the Wailers do this song. He's like, oh, that's great. We've got to do a, mm-hmm. a version of that. And so that, that was the one that uh, kind of got him to put this song, I guess, in his orbit. I don't know. I just wanted to share that one with you guys just mm-hmm. because I've, I've been super, super, super into Pacific Northwest Garage yeah. Rock for other reasons lately. Yeah. But uh, so anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good, cu- but this good version, you can tell that Brian is emulating it for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, but also though, the, the this is definitively a Brian Wilson orchestration. Correct. Because mm-hmm. like that's sort of the ideal rock version. Mm-hmm. Right. And then Brian's like, okay, well, I'm going to take that rocky element, it's but I'm going to put this orchestration totally. into it. Totally. Uh, like the timpani. I think I think it's oh, uh, actually yeah. a timpani. Yeah. It's so great. Um, just that hu- huge booming sound. Yeah. It's I'm assuming fantastic. that's Hal Blaine. Uh, probably. Yeah. It's uh, good. Percussion. Uh, yeah. he's, he's got credit on almost every song for percussion, right. but. Uh, Timpani yeah. is Julius, Julius Wechter. Wechter. Oh, right, Wechter. Right. All right. Um, yeah. I want to point out as we go. I don't know. I haven't really looked at the uh, personnel very much, but uh, Carl is credited with electric lead and rhythm guitar, mm-hmm. uh, and, on, and that's going to be a continual thing. Yeah. Um, even on Pet Sounds, Carl plays a lot of guitar. I was going to say. Um, that, yeah. I mean, just the first two here, he plays. He's credited for that. So yeah, of the boys, Carl mm-hmm. is the one that even in the height of the. The Wrecking Crew, um, the Wrecking Crew era, yeah. You know Carl's why? Because he's good. Because Carl. Carl's freaking good. Carl. <laughs> good Carl. Yeah. That's why. That's right. yeah. So, uh, very good song, right? Yeah, yes, great song. Good song. 
I don't know that I have anything else in the notes other than yeah, that timpani no. is awesome. Uh, oh, it's, it does kind of go back to their surfiness, though. Like, there's mm-hmm. that middle piece where they get a little bit away from the booming mm-hmm. chorus. Yeah. Where really, uh, I think it's that solo, and, and I think it is Carl, yeah, playing that lead. And it's it's a guitar sound that could have been on a, you know, mm-hmm. 63 era song. Yeah. And um, I think this is also kind of indicative of this album being kind of this transformation from mm-hmm. that kind mm-hmm. of rock and roll into maybe a little bit more thoughtful, uh, orchestrated um, production. Well, right. and I think that's part of the whole idea of this yeah. first side. This first yeah, side yeah, is definitely. sort of capturing... So a, a middle ground between what they were doing and what they're going to be doing, right? Yeah. It's like kind of a more of an old sort of rock and roll style, but with the more elaborate production. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, right. so track two, Good to My Baby. Um, I have no notes, but I like it. Um, I like it too. Carol yeah. Kay playing bass. There you go. This is. Uh, I said goofy, but I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guitar go. work is great. Yeah, and again, I think, again. I think, again, Carl, yep. yep. To Carl. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it's, again, goofy. Uh, the whole sentiment of the song is is super, super cheesy, but that's what you get when you get the Beach Boys. But mm-hmm. it's good. Yeah. Well done. Yep, well done. Good. <laughs> Nothing else to say. <laughs> Nothing else to say. Track three, Don't Hurt My Little Sister. This, uh, yeah. I like it. I love the 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 twelve string guitar part mm-hmm. in the chorus. That doom, 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 doom. Um, so a little backstory on this one. Yeah. Uh, Brian wrote this one. Uh, did Mike Love get credit on it? Dad, I think so. Oh. Okay, whatever. Uh, Brian wrote this song, uh, <laughs> and and um, he had apparently he had the you know I just finished the I am Brian Wilson, so I got to hear some of his take on this. Mm. So according to Brian, he wrote it with the Ronettes in mind. Um, right. and, That's and right. that was kind mm-hmm. of like his, uh, and in fact, he had actually given it to Phil Spector, uh, and, and he accepted it and Phil Spector did take it. Um, granted he kind of rewrote the lyrics cause, cause the lyrics are kind of like, uh, changed it a lot. Yeah. Yes. He rewrote the lyrics and he didn't use it for the Ronettes. Um, what were they called? Uh, the Blossoms. the Blossoms, the Blossoms, but actually I think, um, the Supremes eventually were the oh, ones okay. that used it. And so I think that's kind of the Phil Spector version. But that what we was like. well, the Springs weren't a Spectre group, though. Well, they but Motown. they're the ones who you may have heard, oh, okay. uh, you've recognized it. Um, but the, and it changed to Things Are Changing, which is okay. totally different. Totally but you different. can still hear the orchestration. You mm-hmm. can still hear the Brian Wilson composition. I don't know if Brian Wilson still got composition credits on it, but if you listen to those two, Things Are Changing. And don't hurt my little that's sister. Right. Things are changing for the better is the name of the yeah. uh, Blossom song. And that's the one that Brian got kicked off of, again, for playing piano too poorly. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, yeah. there it is. Oh. Just a power play. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Super power yeah. play yeah. from mm-hmm. Spectre. Um, so I had heard somewhere that Brian wrote this song in response to something that Marilyn, uh, that her older sister had said to Brian, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Diane, which Brian and Diane had a oh. relationship as well, too, apparently. Wait, which one's Diane? The older sister. Is that And Mike let's Love? not get into ages. Is that <laughs> no, the two sisters, the Rovells. Got it, the Rovells. Um, got it, got it. Got it. And, okay. and apparently at some point, uh, yeah, Diane had said to Brian, don't hurt my little sister. And he took gotcha. that and ran with it. Got it, and okay. That's sort of where the inspiration oh, for the song come, but yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I put so if the last one was goofy, but I love it. For this one, I put lame but endearing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that tracks. Yeah, I like it. I wouldn't even say lame. I, I mean, just sort of some of the lyrics are kind of okay, yeah. kind of super lame. I, a lot the, of these the protective I'm, older brother, trait right, right. And, You know, a lot of these. Um, even though I know the lyrics are a little have a little bit more depth, I'm really 
all my reactions are really based on the musical parts because yeah. lyrics yeah. don't sink in first for me. So and, and, as long as it's not about root beer and, <laughs> you know. Yeah, those I, I click with immediately. Yeah, those are great. <laughs> More root beer songs, guys. Come on. <laughs> okay. Come on. Um, when I Grow Up To Be A Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like this one a lot. Um, it's kind of apparently based a little bit on Brian's relationship with Murray. Uh, and Murray challenging his manhood and stuff like that. But it's g- generally like a pretty upbeat song. I like the background, the 17, 18, 19, that count all the way up to like 32. Sure. Um, yeah. Positive review. Yeah. This I, one- I like, again, super, super cheesy, but mm-hmm. yeah. it, uh, musically it's a step in a little more sophisticated direction. I really love the harpsichord sound on it. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's another one like Do You Want to Dance? Where in the middle it actually goes back into that surfy 63 era mm-hmm. kind of yeah. sounding thing, which... Um, really the only main change is that they're just like pulling that harpsichord out and then all of a sudden it's just the the like more elemental backing yeah, part which Alan I feel Bass, like that's, that Dennis is the boys drums. maybe yeah I was yeah. gonna say yeah, I was gonna this, say, is, this yeah. is all Beach Boys yeah Al on drums uh, for some or guy. Al on bass Dennis on drums Carl on guitar some so guy Brian, uh, Brian's doing the harpsichord correct yeah. Yeah. some guy named Carol Lewis as opposed to Lewis Carroll oh, um, played the double reed harmonica mm-hmm. okay and this is Rhonda with no H yeah, Rhonda uh, with no age. Right. Clear distinction to be made. Yeah, I, if, I there, if there wasn't a much mm-hmm. better version of this song, sure, I would. I would really, really like this one. Probably. Yeah. Okay. But, but there's a clearly superior version, and there so is. It's all, this one's always just an afterthought to me. Okay, uh, valid. However, if you come back to this, or if you're listening to this in in real time, perhaps that might be. But I think some of us who've come to the Beach Boys later. Um, like myself. Uh, well, I was totally listening to him in March of 1965. <laughs> my, my point we being... We all grew up with the other version. I understand. That's my point, is, is when, you, when, you under, when you know the song already with the other version, and you come and listen to this, it's still... It, it, I think it still reverberates that this is a great song. That you oh, yeah. get the undertones that this is a great song. Granted, it's... Yeah, it's like this is a little different, but... I can. I mean, I obviously, if you listen closely, you tell the difference. But just on casual listen, I don't even notice. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's my point. And, and yes, this one is a little bit different. If we look at the, oh, I, I definitely notice, and it's because they pull out what my favorite element is of the original. Oh, what's your favorite? Well, the the the, the or not the original, but the single the, version does yeah. the "Help Me, Ronda." Uh, yeah. yeah, like where it goes yeah, up, right? And this one just yells at the Ronda. "Help Me, Ronda." Okay, yeah, it, it just yeah. keeps it more more of a flat. Ronda. That hook isn't as yeah. strong as it is on okay. the uh, on the single version. So I had to play them both back to back several times just to kind of pick out all the different parts. The tempo's a little bit off, yeah, I think, on this one. Off. This um, one's a little bit more like... And again, that's like, stupid fading in the end. Like, what the hell are you doing? Right. Come on, Brian. This one's a little like... Um, it, I think um, Brian even references this as like the ukulele version. This is like Billy Strange is playing um, mm-hmm. uh, ukulele on this one. And, and that's a little bit more upfront, whereas the later version that we'll talk about Probably next strange. album is hmm. is more guitar driven and um, but again still that you get a sense that this is just a great chart and it's a great song it's a great song and and I think also like it kind of reminds because it wasn't a hit when this came out when today came out this song didn't really like make mu- many waves at all in fact I think you know well they didn't release this version as a single okay so, so it didn't get released in an album track for whatever reason though but but it was really successful well, when they released it later as a single funny thing is this it, yeah and the single version came out actually the same month as this album with this version on it 
because the the single that that knocked Ticket to Ride out of the number one spot came out in March '65. And this did this come out in March or did this come out yeah, in March. April? So so that begs the question: like, mm-hmm. if they released this version and not the other one, would it have made a difference? Like, how big of a difference is that? And and and, and, and so it begs mm-hmm. the question: like, how fickle are the mm-hmm. charts, right. quote unquote charts? Well, it also depends on you know how long had Ticket to Ride been up there. Maybe mm-hmm. it was already starting its decline, kind of a thing. When the maybe single right. and there's there's a lot out of control that isn't just about that song and but. seemingly capital like wasn't impressed with this with this um uh, with help me Rhonda when it when it's out here and they were demanding more hits and we'll talk about that more when we get to the next album yeah but. yeah well i mean this song has a weird gestation and and i would rather maybe talk about it a little bit more when we get to the next version of it on Wait. the next album just because i feel like i have a little bit less to say about that okay. album than this one the the timeline is is muddy here because it is oh yeah because it's almost cause, like they're working on them simultaneously well and, and uh, this says ticket to ride the single came out in april of 65 and this well, came out in march it doesn't make any sense. sense at all um i don't know i Maybe. think brian wrote that wikipedia article that yeah. you're looking at and that's why it's like not we've already established the unre- unreliable narrator <laughs> that is brian Wilson. right right we went and listened to murray's studio mm-hmm. rant and if you've seen any documentaries mm-hmm. or watched any beach boys film uh, it's been you know re replayed right. and reclaimed i was gonna say well, it's, we, it's turned into lines. two different rants in the movie that in the we movie. were watching yeah, yeah there's one where he you know he gets fired and then another when he comes back during the pet sound session well that where he's doing the syncopate thing right so but he gets fired before the help me Rhonda session. correct but in reality come, it happened back, between those two things. he comes back drunk and and it was the help me Rhonda, not pet sounds correct, recording yeah. but there were still some section people there so it's still embarrassing for brian uh, but a lot of the dialogue, this this scene, this, the drunk scene is in part two of the movie, which yeah. we haven't talked about yet. Correct. But a lot of the dialogue from Murray is taken direct, and from Brian is taken directly from from this. From this And you're right, exactly. I think the atmosphere of peace thing was depicted as being earlier in a different section mm-hmm. in the movie. And, I, well, and different, you, you mm-hmm. can watch different um, documentaries and mm-hmm. different interviews, yeah. and there's all kinds of references to Murray saying stuff that comes right, out in right. that recording, like, you know, you got to have guts and, yeah, you and know, Dennis, you're flatting, you're flat and yeah, yeah. sing with more heart. With and sing from your heart. Sing from your heart. But it's, you get a sense that, so, so that's all happening right now. It's is, interesting to hear the, the real, the real audio. Yeah. You can hear the real audio of them. And, and even though I think from that, uh, you know, the markings on that recording, uh, you know, he goes on this rant while they're trying to record "Help Me, mm-hmm. Rhonda," yeah. which it, most people know from the next album that we'll talk about later. Yeah. But it sounds kind of like that recording's from this today session. No, because they're they're definitely singing that higher. Yeah, they are. Me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but we were talking but about. But they also feel like they're like learning the right. song still. Like Al's still trying to figure out how to I think, work his way around it. I think one of the things because there is a quote on the wiki from Al saying that it was a challenging. Vocal and just singing lead was challenging for him in general. So if anything, I feel like he, I mean, maybe he's trying to do it better than the last time. And that's why you hear him kind of like trying to, you know, relearn it or whatever. But hold on one minute. uh Uh-huh. Oh. Hey, Al. Al. You can call me. What was that? Um, Come on, man. Just let us know. Like, what was the actual sequence here? Because, yeah, in that version, mm -hmm. it sounds like they are playing... And trying to sing the 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 second mm-hmm. version of it, right. but they're still very much learning well, it. And yes, yeah, so and I, I so think let us know, Al. Come the on. fact that Murray storms in there all drunk and trying to tell them how to do it when they've already recorded it is is more interesting because it's like 
we know, you know, we've done this already. You're yeah. being really obnoxious yeah. and distracting. You're actually ruining the recording session. Hey, Tim. Huh? I'm a genius, too. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's so a would line. you stop talking? That's uh, a line yeah. from it. Yeah. I, I felt like that was mocking Brian, though. Like, he was oh, like, yeah, yeah, totally. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm yeah. a genius, too, buddy. There's been all this press about you being a genius, but I'm yeah. a genius, too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but so I was just going to tell the people listening that if you go to the Wikipedia entry on Help Me, Rhonda, and get to that part that describes this, one of the links down below will send you to a, a WFMU page, a blog from that uh, station, where you can get the full recording or like an edited version if you just want to hear the best parts, it's and you can actually great. listen to it. It's, it's easy. It's easy to find. It's pretty wait, juicy. wait, wait a minute. Hold on. Sounds like it's time for an episode of Heroes and Villains. What? It's Heroes and Villains, where we discuss the heroes and the villains, whatever it is we happen to be talking about this week. And this week, we're talking about Beach Boys today. 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 This week. Today. Today of this yeah. week. Come on, Tim. I still, I the, still don't understand. Fucking program. I, <laughs> All right, heroes. Um, hmm. WFMU. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, Carol Kay. John Worcester. Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, Carol Kay. Wrecking Crew. The Beatles. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, Carl, Carl playing the good, guitar. good Carl, good Carl, yeah. mm-hmm. Rhonda, Rhonda, oh. Rhonda was yeah, willing to does, help. Apparently, she does help, to help him get get her out of someone yeah, else out of his there's, heart. There's, there's some uh, some innuendo there. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I come on, get... it, Brian. This is Brian's production. This is okay. His. Fine, Brian's here. Brian's yeah. The yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, villain uh, Murray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Murray. yeah, Murray. I think it's probably drunk, drunk Murray, Murray, well, drunk I mean, Murray, sober Murray, Mur- Mur- Murray, <laughs> sober Murray, drunk Murray. Murray's always a villain, but you know what? I, I listened to that whole forty-minute recording of that thing, and the whole time, you know who's just sitting there being a dick by not stepping in and trying to assert any sort of control over a deteriorating mm-hmm. situation who's just allowing it to, to fester it? and who is several times called out by Murray and as you know what I'm talking about <laughs> uh-huh. you agree with me right is it Mr. Kibbles and Bits Mr. Kibbles and fucking Bits Mike himself Love. Mike Love mm-hmm. the eternal villain yeah, yeah. eternal yeah. he's just sitting there spooning dog food into his <laughs> mouth the whole time yeah. he's like yeah Murray yeah you got it yeah yep all right Good episode. Good okay. episode. Right. Yeah. Hey, uh, we got one more song on, on side A because I really want to talk about side B. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, me yeah. too. Me too. Yeah. All right. Uh, dance, 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 dance. Dance, dance, dance. That's, That's a lot of dancing. Yeah. There's a lot of dancing on this album. Yeah. Not, well, well, not first one side. or two or three, but three do dances. It. Yeah. Fucking do it. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. I mean, it's it's maybe my least favorite on the first side but that's relative but it's still good because yeah it's, yeah, good. it's like still a good the song. whole f- a side is fun rocking yeah. dance it's great yeah this is like when i was talking about my initial reaction it's like side one is playing i'm like oh my god this might be like the one of the, the second or third best beach boys album ever thinking in terms of like upbeat stuff oh yeah it's great rocking. and then i initially came crashing down uh, well we'll we'll talk about side two in a second but uh, again this is my problem, and I and I think my big problem with a lot of the rock and upbeat um, Beach Boys songs up until this point of our chronology has been kind of like doused in a heavy dose of Mike Love, like cheesery. Mm-hmm. And so we've got Al Jardine singing a great lead. We've got yeah. Dennis singing a lead, which just feels less nasally and obnoxious. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And this I think is... that's why this is peak rock and Beach Boys. Yeah. To me. yeah. This, is a, this is a pretty light on Mike mm-hmm. album. Well, if, yeah. if anything, he's which, just utilized a little bit. it's gold. He's gold. just utilized 
better in, in some ways, you know, like he's yeah. not doing his full on like I'm the lead singer. Utilizing bam, bam, bam. him better means utilizing him less. Not at all. Yes. yes. Well, so, you know, he's not just singing in that flat like nasal thing. He's mm-hmm. yeah, he's doing a little bit more, and then Brian's there. He so yeah. Sees you when <laughs> oh my gosh, that's right. That's Don, right. I haven't been able to sleep since yeah. we. All right. sees you. We need to take a break. I need to take a little nap, a nightmare nap, and uh, we (laughs) need to come back and listen to the B-side because this is, yeah. Side two, also known as side B of Beach Boys Today. Also known as side that Tim doesn't like? What? What? I, I do now. Well, I, okay. But initially. Sure, I hope so. You know, I mean, it, I'm looking at the record right here, right now, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at the track list, and mm-hmm. uh, oh, wait a minute. Sounds like it's time for an episode of Sound of Vision. All right, Sound and Vision, where we discuss all things aesthetic using the David Bowie scale. If we really, really like something, Glenn, we call it a... Low. Yep, David Bowie's masterpiece, that's right. And if we don't like something, Tim, it's a... Never let me down. In which David Bowie definitely let... David, come on. Pull yourself together. Really? Come on. <laughs> you and if we're really okay with something... We give it a let's dance. Let's dance. Yeah. David Bowie's okayest album. All right. Uh, so the Beach Boys today uh, cover <laughs> brown, orange, <laughs> and yellow. Poop. Um, plus three more great new songs written yeah. by Brian. Well, that's funny. Yeah. One of which is probably Bull Session with Big Daddy. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I like it actually. It's, it's well, autumnal. Yeah, right. it is, there's sweater weather there, going yeah, on. The, it's, the it's very sweater weather. Minimalist. We talked about how it was recorded in the. Uh, it, over the winter of uh, 64, 65. Yeah, yeah. And okay. let's be honest, winter in Southern California is like, you know, right. fall everywhere else. What so. I think is really funny about the picture, it's it's cut off, but they're clearly by a pool because mm-hmm. you can see the swimming pool. So they're wearing sweaters, yeah. but still by the pool. Yeah. And the way they're sitting makes me wonder if they're sitting on like a diving board or something. That is possible. I got to find the uncropped version. There was a, a Beatles photo from around this time where they're sitting on a diving board. I imagine really? maybe they saw that and thought, oh, that looked cool. Yeah. And then somebody was like, oh, wait a minute. Let's not do that because the Beatles did it. So right. they just cropped it. Interesting. They're, they're clearly staring into the sun. Uh, look at Al on the right side. <laughs> yeah, He's he like is blinded. Hurt. He is hurt. Um, and Brian's, Brian's kind of squinty as well too there. But yeah, um, Dennis <laughs> looks like he's just... I can barely see. Blitzed out of his mind. (laughs) Mike is bald as all fuck. He's like probably 65 now by this point. Yeah, at least. Um, Carl, he's all right. Whatever. Good Carl. He's thinking about playing the guitar. Um, I don't know. It's fine. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I I actually like the color scheme. I don't mm -hmm. know. You just don't see that whole brown, yellow, orange all that much anymore. I don't think it rises to low. No, it's not. No, it's not low. low. It's it's barely a let's dance. I think it's a, it's, you know, 
I don't want to say I don't, it's not never let me down because no, no. because at least it's not an obnoxious like um, surfer scene of I, it fits a little bit more the the vibe we're moving a little bit forward but it's it's let's uninspired dance. yeah let's yeah, dance let's dance let's dance, let's dance. All yeah right. good episode solid hey. all right uh, let's talk about this B side here because we're at okay. like forty yeah. something right, minutes right, right. already so track so. one please let me wonder. Um, part of, part of my thing with the whole site too, was that like, there, I was seeing comments on Wikipedia about like, oh, this is like a precursor to pet sounds. And I, I, I still don't really get that with any of these songs, but I do like them. This is good. It's fine. It, oh, it's very good. This well, is a fantastic. Song. So, so here, I think, I think Tim's initial reaction is probably similar to how maybe the public conscious conscience might've taken this it's, album. It's just hard to, to hard shift from rock to it ballads. It is a really hard shift. These are pretty from, much all ballads. Exactly. And they are all ballads. And I think maybe that's not what most Beach Boys fans at the time maybe were expecting. And I think, you know, maybe there are, we've talked about how there's, there is a decided difference between mm-hmm. what people conceive as the Beach Boys. Right. When you say, what are the Beach Boys? What do you think of? Do you think of just cars and surfing? And rocking, mm-hmm. you know, doo-woppy songs. Um, or do you think orchestration, more I- intricate, in-depth, thoughtful I mean, ballads. it kind of depends on the era. And it, yeah. it, maybe it depends on the era. I think maybe at the time it was kind of like, oh, this is a bummer. This is a downer. Uh, this There's no root beer here. What, what's going on? Um, <laughs> People were clamoring for root beer yeah. still in 1965. Well, so one fun fact is this is the first song he wrote after having tried marijuana. Oh, so this okay. is the first pot song. Yeah, and it's got right. that well, uh, stone kind of yeah. slow vibe to it. It's got kind of a, like a bossa nova vibe going yeah. on. The space for Brian's vocals to kind of, yeah. you know, play around with it. Brian's got a great lead on here. And there's a really funny anecdote here, too, where Brian at one point claims, I wrote that at my apartment in West Hollywood. As soon as I finished, I felt I had to record it. So I called up my engineer, Chuck Brits and woke him up. Please let me wonder. Was recorded at three thirty in the morning. I huh? drove to the studio in the middle of the night and recorded it. And then uh, the next sentence here is: the session logs indicate that the instrumental track was actually recorded between seven p.m. and ten thirty p.m. So yeah, again, unreliable narrator. Um, so it has some great vibraphone in there, just mm. super super subtly deployed. Um, that last little part with the, I think it's a twelve string guitar. Uh, and the outro of it is is fantastic. That's probably might be Gakarl as well too. Um, it's a it's a glorious song. I don't it's know. So, so Glenn, good. Glenn Campbell is credited as uh, guitar on there. Glenn yeah. Campbell. All yeah. right, fine. Yeah, it's good. This whole side is going to grow on me even more over time. Well, it, it should because yeah. it's yeah. fantastic. Um, the only thing I really don't like about this song is the whole "I love you" right. that, uh, appears, which uh, is appar- the end, apparently but. improvised. Yeah. In the studio. That but is that who, is who is it, by the way? That's Mike Love. No, it's, oh. no, it's Brian. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it's Brian. Okay. Oh. Well, I'm, I think I'm slightly more okay with it now. But. It, it's Brian Love. It's Mike Love's uh, um, contribution to why he got writing credit. That was his idea. <laughs> I, I always assumed it was Dennis for uh, whatever reason. But, no. uh, it was Brian all high <laughs> improvising it on the spot. High okay. as fuck. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I mean, if I remember correctly, uh, this was like a, a century. Yeah, it was. Here we go. Number 915. It was on Century Song. Oh, hey. It's great. I love it. So good. Good song. So good. Uh, and yet, I don't think it's the best one on the side. Let's keep going. Then. No, no. Mm-hmm. All right. Track two, So Young. I'm So Young. Uh, it's a cover of a band called The Students. Uh, it's fine. It's very good. Very good. It's pretty good. 
I don't love the song and, and right. the whole lyrical sentiment is kind of uh, weird. Yeah, I was going to say that whole, this whole side, a big part of it is the production and like yeah, just the right. vibe. And that's of true. It. And I think what I was reacting to more than that at the first listen was just the songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like. Mm. Love song, boring, whatever. Yeah, they're they're all. But know, there's a lot of depth. Really. Oh yeah, yeah, especially on on one that's coming up. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it just has this this vibe to it um, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian on Hammond organ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, they do on this one and on the next one just this like kind of stuttery drum part too that has just the right amount of echo and reverb. It, it's just mm-hmm. there's these little subtle details to the way in which every instrument is recorded on these that just had not been happening before with their previous stuff and hadn't been happening with any pop music. Um, he's yeah, working with yeah. a little bit more of a um, jazz. I, I feel of. like a, a mm-hmm. more of a depth of sound field. Whereas, you know, right. with Phil Spector, it was all about just the wall of sound, yeah, right? And everything just gets mashed together. Mm-hmm. Brian's got this kind of, his own spin on it that is, yeah. I think, just sounds better. Yeah. He's inspired, He'll, but like he's developing it. Well, there's, there's just more layers, I yeah. think, right. to, to that sound feel. Right. He'll bring things in for a couple measures and take them back out and, yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. So and, just and stacking it's, everything. Yeah. It, it sounds great. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah, the song is what it is, but it, it's really, really good. <laughs> All right. Track three Kiss Me Baby. Uh, this is the one that spanned that they started recording before the nervous breakdown and finished after. Hmm. That's my only note. I like mm. it. It's fine. Oh, it's, it's, again, very good. Very, very nice. Lush mm-hmm. harmonies. Yeah, David Duke is apparently on it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's really, really, really good. <laughs> Not I mean, that just, David Duke. Yeah, yeah. So, so at, at what point, like, is Brian having to fight to, to put, like, three lush, you know, like, ballady tracks back to back? Like, what are, what are the rest of the guys saying at this point? I'm sure they're fine because this is, like, Really give them a, a chance to show off their vocal chops. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. know when the real like push starts coming because there is going to mm-hmm. be a push from a certain member of the band right. who's like, hey, this doesn't fit in with the formula. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if this was necessarily yet at that point. Keep in mind, so this album is released in uh, March. The next one is released in July. Right. Um, there, there's not a whole lot of time. My guess is they were probably working on a lot of these songs effectively simultaneously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you take a look at the recording dates, I mean, they were starting to record this one immediately after, but you got to figure some of those songs were already being worked up um, yeah. at, at around the same time. So I don't know. We know that that push is coming, and I don't know mm-hmm. if it happens here or on the big album right. that is looming so much, but there was some... Yeah. pushback within the ranks of the band of this isn't what we've been known for. Mm-hmm. Why are we doing this? It's not about right. surfing. It's and not about cars. Like I said, my research was rushed, but I, I didn't pick up on it happening yet. Really? Yeah. All right. Next one. Oh man. She knows me too well. Great. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one's mm-hmm. good. Such a good song. This is another and, pot song. And this one has some real depth. Yeah. Uh, I believe, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that Brian is the only credited writer. Nope. Mike Love got Are you fucking kidding me. <laughs> Jesus. Fuck. <laughs> no. No. Um, so, this one has, has a depth. Uh, first yeah. off, Brian's vocal performance on this song right. is stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so good. So good. Okay, yeah. Fun fun fact. Um, that tinging sound you hear like right at the beginning and throughout the song, it's just like a percussive ting. Mm-hmm. That is Russ Teitelman hitting a mic stand with a screwdriver. 
Okay. Because yeah. all of the other <laughs> instrumentation on this one is the boys. There's no wrecking mm. crew on uh, right. on this one, I don't believe. I, I think you're right. But yeah, there's one other credit for Russ Teitelman hitting the... <laughs> it says microphone boom with screwdriver. Nice. Yeah, yeah, no. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's the, great. This oh, one is glorious. It I, is. I love the lyrics, actually, of this. It's one of the mm-hmm. first like Beach Boys songs where the lyrics are really, really good. Um, because there, it, it's not just this, you know, love song. There's like this yeah. other kind of layer of jealousy and acknowledgement of of like being kind of a shitty person. Mm. I, I don't know. It, it, it's it's great. I love it. You know, another fun fa- fun fact is that uh, the Stone Temple Pilots did a cover. Oh God. It's actually pretty good. I mean, it's a great song. If you, it's it, hard to... Yeah. If um, if you go to look up Purple on Spotify, there's a super deluxe version, and mm-hmm. there's a demo recording of them doing this. It's a very stripped down, okay. almost a whispered vocal. It's actually pretty good. Okay. All right. Um, 610 on A Century Song. This one made nice. it as well, too. Nice. I, yeah, I, I love this song. Um, and really, I think an overlooked track. A lot of people really mm-hmm. prefer Please Let Me Wonder to She Knows Me Too Well. Um, when you talk about the ballads, in fact, if you look at the rate your music score, mm-hmm. please let me wonder is at a four point two. Hmm. She knows me too well is at a four point one. Hmm. I think they got it backwards. Hmm. Yeah, great, great song. I love it. All right. Next song is called "In the Back of My Mind." Yeah, Denny, this one's fucking great. Mm. <laughs> I like it. I, I like it. It's weird. It's the weirdest one on the whole album. Well, it's got a super pet soundsy vibe. Yeah, mm-hmm. it has like a little bit of that harp in there. I I just like know. how. Yeah. His vocal is so like up and down and weird. It almost sounds like it was recorded backwards. I know it wasn't, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Uh, it reminded me of um, Driving Me Backwards by Brian Eno. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's exactly how it sounds. Yeah, oh, yeah it was good, good representation. Mm-hmm. He's not that far off. Dennis Dennis sings it. Um, let's see. There's, there's like no chorus. The structure is interesting too. It just kind of goes... And there's the little, the middle eights with uh, Carl and Brian popping in there mm-hmm. to give it a little bit of like tunefulness, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and I think that's part of it. I think this whole B side is interesting. I think that's the, that's the piece of it, like that it's got depth to it. It's not this, you know, um, kind of cheesy bopping along. There's, there's depth, there's orchestration, there's instrumentation, there's interesting little arrangement pieces like that that makes this a departure from you know all the surfer girl mm-hmm. surfing usa there's some nice Duke. french horn on it which is mm-hmm. not performed by david duke oh hey <laughs> um, there you go yeah there's so also peter plus. christ peter christ not not, not peter christ <laughs> from from kiss but mm. peter yeah peter christ peter christ yeah um <laughs> peter christ <laughs> maybe that was david duke um oh, hey-o. let's see uh, yeah, a, a great song, and, and, a, and a, like you said, it's a really weird juxtaposition because this is maybe like the most formal sounding arrangement yet in a Beach Boys song, but it has mm-hmm. that really gruff, well, maybe not even gruff, but just that not super polished right. vocal to it, which kind of right. it's and an interesting not, juxtaposition. And zero harmony. Um, even yeah. the Dennis and Brian or Dennis and Carl, uh, Brian and Carl part, they're unison; they're not harmonizing. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, gosh. I made a note saying that there's a funny quote in the wiki, and now I can't find it. I'm sure it was great. No, no Mike Love vocal on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Which is Gotta glorious. He was busy. Mm-hmm. Eating dog food. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. I found, the, I found the quote. It's not funny, but it's good. Someone named Peter Doggett, a journalist, said about Dennis, 
Uh, he showed for the first time an awareness that his voice could be a blunt emotional instrument. His erratic croon cut straight to the heart with an urgency that his more precise brothers could have never matched. I thought that was interesting. Because, yeah. like, hmm. yeah, he's not he's not like a pretty singer. Mm-hmm. He does something completely different. Yeah, it's just a different kind of an emotional element to it. Mm-hmm. So, yes, uh, there are 12 songs on the album. There are nine listed on the front cover. And so one of the right. three more great is new songs Bull. is apparently Bowl Sessions with The Big, the Big Daddy. The Big Daddy. Um, so, you know, going back to my initial uh, response, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, a whole side of ballads and then another goddamn audio verite bullshit thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that still stands. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. final part, because uh, uh, okay, it really, all, all it does of, is rounds the album out yeah. to six tracks per side. Yes, it's totally that's, useless. That's all it is. Yeah. It's use. Although I will say, if if they're like, oh, this is our shtick, we have to have some sort of audio verite going on, or mm-hmm. some like you know spoken word, let us know who we are in the studio. Sure, this is the least painful of all. Absolutely, of those and they had the good sense to leave it at the very end of at the, the very album, end. So yeah. You can shut it you off can, if cur- you want yeah. to. Right. Um, and it's shorter and it's, it's not like this sketched it's not a, out yeah, it's like, not a oh, bit. we're going to have this. Yeah. Fight. It, it weirdly talk like Mickey. Man. Right. Like, right. It's not that it's better than that. But it weirdly it's a low bar. It really weirdly just kind of stop. It kind of just like trails off. You know, it doesn't have an right. ending. There's no point to it. Um, There's no real like oh, message yeah. made or anything. Now, but, I'm not going to lie. I did just a little bit ago spend 40 minutes listening to just studio <laughs> chatter and arguing. <laughs> so the fact that they put two minutes of just them. Yeah. Bullshitting. Well, this is like, it's like technically it was an interview, but it's oh, mo- yeah, mostly early. them talking about fast food and yeah, you stepped on my French fries. Right. Yeah. Uh, I do want to say though that at one point Dennis re- references a guy named Dick Rising uh-huh. yeah, yeah. at Capitol Records over there or whatever. Um, which I guess a lot of people interpret that as just a like a penis joke. Uh-huh. But he was a real guy. Real person, yeah. And he was murdered. Whoa. <laughs> what? In like nineteen seventy four. I found somebody linked to like a a scan of an you, old newspaper. You found his killer? <laughs> no. Like a scan of an old newspaper. There's a tiny, tiny little thing, just like a funeral announcement for, you know, Richard Rising, mm-hmm. formerly Capitol Records. He was slain by two men in his apartment. What? Uh, and they are now facing charges, but there were no other details. So huh. What? Wow. Yeah. Interesting. All, right, all, those, all those internet sleuths out there can go yeah. solve the... Well, that's the funny thing is like there were... I didn't do a lot of Googling, but I literally couldn't find anything about this guy except for that. One little thing where he's in a photo with other Capitol Records people, and then like a couple of forum uh, like pages where people are like, "This guy's not real, right?" Nah, it's probably a dick joke, you know. So. Vindicate Dick Rising. <laughs> That's right. Find his killers. Hey, we're running, yeah. running a little yeah, long yeah, here, so yeah. we gotta we gotta do the thing now. We gotta do the thing. Um, so I, I kind of want to take the lead here for just a minute. Yeah, mm-hmm. you do it. Take your thing. It's a Brian. Wow. This is a Brian. A Brian. Mm. Our first Brian This is It's a light Brian. This is like (laughs) Brian in that white t-shirt in the 1962 photos. You're just going to skip Dennis? Not not the heavy Brian, you know, that laid in bed for a decade. It's a light Brian because we all know what's coming. Sure. So you're saying this is a Eugene Landy Brian? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Tim said earlier, uh, listening to the first half of this, I'm thinking this might be the second best Beach Boys album. Right. Of the ones that they actually released in real time, I'm going to say it. Second best Beach Boys album. Hmm. Uh, it, it, it's fantastic. Mm. That second side, Tim, if it's still newish to you, mm-hmm. let it grow on you. Huh? It, it is so good. 
and it, it, it does very much pave the way for for pet sounds. It's very, 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 very good. Wow, it, wow it's a, a it's a light a, Brian, light but it's Brian. a Brian nonetheless. I'm I'm skipping Dennis. Skipping Dennis. I am wow. skipping Dennis. See, I I uh, okay. I feel like it's only fitting that this earns a Dennis Wilson. Yeah. The first track is is a Dennis track. The last track is a Dennis track. Yeah. Four point five Dennis Wilson. I love this album. It's great, uh, but I think it's a Den- I think it deserves a Dennis Wilson. Okay, I, I'm going Dennis Wilson. I think at the level I'm at now, I would give it a Carl. But you guys have talked me up to a Dennis because I think I'll get to a Dennis. I don't think I'll I'll get to a Brian on this one. I'm gonna go out there. I think it's a Brian. Um, Not a unanimous Brian. No, but but, but here's uh, the thing. Um, I, I'm giving it a Dennis. We're still in the pre-album era. Okay. For for yeah. pop. For pop music. Okay. In, in many point. ways, right? We could make the yeah. argument that yeah. the album era, we'll, we'll hear it when we talk about later records here, mm-hmm. that it kind of gets ushered in by by Rubber Soul, right? I was going to say, this is still Brian, Brian himself yeah. says, like, Rubber Soul was the record that made me think, how can you make an album that's mm-hmm. all killer, you know, no 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 filler tracks mm-hmm. and yeah. all of that kind of thing. This is it. I, this would, say is, that, I would say that there's would three pop albums that achieve that level, basically, of masterpiece before the album era. Um, one mm-hmm. is by the the Beatles. Hard Day's Night is fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I would say the Ronettes only mm-hmm. album presenting the Ronettes, Ronettes. is yep. is that mm-hmm. that's a five yep. for me. Yep, I'd say this one is as good as those two albums. Basically, like it even has with the Bull that, session, who cares about the? <laughs> okay. All right, all right. You get points for doing things right. Not it's like a rubric. Okay, right. <laughs> you, you, you holistic you, scoring. You okay. reach a certain level. You yeah. can't get taken off by misspelling something. Okay, okay. Right? That's okay. what they do at the end here. Yeah. Okay. No, it, it is. This is a great album. There is don't, depth. It's don't not hold singles. Bull session. Against it's not it. a smash smattering mm-hmm. of singles. It is a start to finish. It is a great. Yeah, I think there may have been a version of this release without that on it. Anyway, maybe uh, yeah. session. I don't remember, but it's it is good. Right. I respect your Brian. All right, all right. Well, let's take a quick break and come back and wrap it all up. Yeah. back wrapping it all up yeah, uh, yeah. today great one of yeah, yeah it's either a this a, might be a Dennis or a Brian uh, favorite uh, Beach Boys album so yeah. dig in if you haven't alright in the yeah. meantime uh, we're gonna be back next time to talk about another album mm-hmm. uh, yeah the next one uh, but in the meantime you know what to do smash that like smash it smash that subscribe button check out all that great content mm-hmm. on strangecurrenciesmusic.com don't DM us Hey, DM leave us, com- Justin. Leave, leave a let comment. Us, let can, us know, Justin. Yeah, what are we doing well? You can you can DM us, whatever. Um, but on yeah, Instagram, it's at Talking Beach Boys. You know, if you do leave a comment, because sometimes there are comments, and sometimes it's like, do I do I respond? Is that weird? Um, <laughs> so I'll whatever. Yeah. yeah, leave comments, leave DMs. Yeah. Talking Beach Boys, Strange Currencies let Music us know. on Instagram. It We're tells there. us that you're actually listening, which yeah. we like. Yeah. We like. We know you are. Just let us know. Yeah. All right, well, hey, for Talking Down the Highway, I'm Matt. I'm Glenn. I'm, I think I'm Tim. Word. Later. Later.